You are Locked On Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NBA playoffs are almost here. Don't miss the big storylines and team previews you can find every day on the Locked On NBA podcast. Follow the Locked On NBA on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Reacting to a huge night in the NBA on today's episode of Locked On Phoenix Suns, we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Brendan Clean. I cover the Suns in the NBA at SB Nation and Dime Magazine, and you can follow me on Twitter at BrendanClean14. But most importantly, you can cover the show, uh, follow the show on Twitter at Locked On PHX Suns, where you can tell me whether you're scared of the Lakers or not. Uh, we are here to react, as I said, to a wild night in the NBA. Not really one that went down to the wire in many of these games, but uh, rare, Brandon, that we get the uh, full slate of games that matter. Um, by the way, I, I missed the intro. Of course, it's Monday, so I'm joined by Brandon, a.k.a. Zona. He's at AZ Sports Zone. He covers the Suns at Bright Side of the Sun. Uh, I'm, I'm, too, I'm too hectic to even realize that, Brandon. Uh, we'll get into this series that's now sort of inevitable between the Suns and the Lakers. In the next segment, we'll talk about the Western Conference picture in general. Um, but I wanted to off the top here, and I feel like you might have something similar to say, so I'll make it brief, Brandon. But before we, we get to doom and gloom about the Lakers, before we, we start to fret about any of this playoff stuff or even break stuff down, which is obviously what I like to do as much as anybody, I just want to say that this season has been incredible, that this team exceeded my wildest expectations. You, Brandon, know better than anybody, having kept track of so many people's predictions in this fan base and, and among the people who cover this team, that nobody basically expected this to happen. None of us were expecting the chase for the one seed to come down to the final night of the season, even if they did not ultimately get it. And uh, look like just getting to see the improvements of these players, getting to see Devin Booker finally be on a great team, getting to see, you know, Mikhail Bridges kick ass every night, the way that we knew he could, all of this stuff has been a thrill. And I don't want that to get swept under the rug because we start to, you know, do the Lakers downtrodden, you know, throwing a fit sort of stuff. I don't want to get to that point without at least saying that this has been a hell of a season and that these guys deserve a lot of credit for what they did. Yeah, very well said. And I think, you know, Phoenix playoff basketball is back. It's been a very long time and that should definitely be the focus on all Suns fans right now. And uh, you should be excited. The Suns are hosting the series. They're going to be the home team, and they're guaranteed uh, four games on one of the brightest spotlights, whether it's against the Lakers or against Steph, if he continues to just go absolutely nuclear. Um, but yeah, I think right now you just got to focus on the positives. This has been one of my favorite Sun seasons of all time, and whatever happens in the playoffs is not going to change that. Um, and, you know, Chris Paul – he said it pretty well himself on TNT, you know, this, they're not going to be ducking anyone. You know, he's him and James Harden went head like toe to toe against, you know, the, the prime golden state warriors and almost took them down. So, I mean, he's been there and done that. Um, obviously the Suns team is 
you know, they're much younger and they don't have as much experience, but um, I think in the same way that kind of makes them a little more dangerous. And uh, I'm just really excited to see what Monty has in store for this. And um, yeah, it's just, the season's like flown uh, flown by. So it's kind of like, you need these moments to kind of sit back and just capture the whole thing. Yeah, no, for sure. That's a totally good point. I mean, I, I, I've been really settling with that, sitting with that lately because like, it feels like a couple of weeks ago that I was strolling through a dead empty Phoenix Suns arena, an arena that still doesn't even have a name, which I feel like just adds to how bizarre everything has been this year and, and unexpected. Like we're, we're watching games being played in a place that doesn't even have a sponsor. And I remember just being in that building empty, wondering, are we going to have fans this year? Is this team going to be good? It was an eight and eight start. If, if everyone remembers, and I'm sure you all do. And so, yeah, to get from that point to 51 and 21 to end the season on the note that they did with an awesome and memorable game in its own right, even without Booker and Paul in there and to be headed toward a series that look like, do I expect the Suns to be the favorites on betting sites or, or any of that? Do I expect Stephen A. Smith to get up on, on first take tomorrow morning and, and say that the Suns are going to win? I don't know. I don't really care, to be honest, because I think that to get to the point we're at right now is, uh, like you said, something to be appreciated and cherished, honestly, even aside from whatever happens. So obviously, like I said, we will start to talk about this a little bit, but uh, I think we both feel similarly that, you know, getting to watch this team day in and day out, getting to enjoy this team day in and day out and be surprised by it, frankly, uh, even if we all thought they would improve. And I felt like even before the Chris Paul trade that I was pretty optimistic they could make a run for the playoffs. I don't think anyone expected this, a, a team that had multiple seasons go by, three seasons go by earlier in Devin Booker's career where they did not get this many wins. Um, so to to do this and do it the way that they did it has just been really special. So obviously we're both on the same page there, but uh, what was going through your mind as, as you uh, just kind of took in the, the end of, of this season, was there anything else that, that you wanted to mention? Because I, I really don't want to just dive right into the playoff stuff. We have all week and we have to see what happens in this playoff game before we even really break things down. But uh, what, what else is on your mind right now? Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely been a, just a, unprecedented year where I don't think anyone's going to ever forget not only this NBA season, but just um, as Suns fans, this season's going to, I think, even if they have like a better year next year, like record wise, which would be pretty tough to top, honestly, but even if they did, I I just think there's going to be a special place with this team kind of reviving, um, you know, Phoenix basketball and it starts with Chris Paul. And I think we just kind of have to marvel at what he's done this year. Um, I know a lot of Suns fans when they first trade for him were upset with, uh, you know, trading Rubio or Ubre, and that seems like 20 years ago now. Um, <laughs> really, everyone's kind of bought into him. I would hope by now. Um, but yeah, like you said, the the optimism was there preseason, but it wasn't even, you know, even the most optimistic Suns fans. Like I have receipts on my website. <laughs> um, I did this little poll, just going around asking Suns fans, you know, what their prediction was. Not a single person had them um, 
under 40. So I was like, you know, this is pretty optimistic and, uh, not a single person had them winning 50 either. So, um, yeah, even I think Steve Banco was like the most optimistic one. And at the time I, even, I was like, yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty out there and he ends up not even getting close. So what was he at? Um, 49, I believe. So. Okay. Yeah. Don't I mean, quote me on that. <laughs> no, it, no one had 50. I, I, I take your word for that. The fact that like, just to extrapolate this out guys too, I, I'm, I don't know how many of you have thought about it in these terms, but they would have been a 58 win team in a regular season based on winning 51 this year. Um, that's incredible. I mean, to the teams that are in the hunt for 60 are, are like really, really elite top tier, memorable, historic teams. I get this season was weird. I get health played a massive part in which teams were able to separate from the pack and, uh, and get the top seeds, whether that's the bucks in the East or whether that's Utah and Phoenix out West. I don't even care. Like they were nowhere in that conversation heading into the season. And, and I think your, your poll, your straw poll there even overstates because it was mostly fans, right? How well people thought they would be. Like, I think I remember bringing on, you know, national people, even local people before the season. And I remember pretty consensus uh, opinion being like, if they can avoid the play in game, that'll be a hell of a season and look where they are. Right. So I, I think, I think we've we've uh, we've we've come at it from every angle to say that uh, everybody should be feeling very positively. I get being down that yeah this this fairy tale season and then you face uh, a, an LA team because I guess we can't have nice things here. But uh, I don't think that it's any sure thing whatsoever that this goes negatively for the Suns. I expect it to be a hell of a series. So let's dive right into it. Um, let's let's get into. Just our initial thoughts. We'll obviously have a full week of breakdowns. I'm sure I'll have guests on to to really get into the nuts and bolts of this thing. But let's start with this. Uh, I I, I do think the series will be competitive. So let's get into that right after a quick break. But first a word from Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Just post screen and interview all in one place right on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster Only pay for the candidates that meet your must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews right from your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. They have tools like Indeed Instant Match, which gives you quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches that job description immediately, as well as Indeed skills tests that on average reduce hiring time by 27%, where you can choose from more than 130 tests, then add your must-have requirements so that, again, you only pay for applications that meet those requirements. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. So if you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com locked. Indeed.com locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Reacting really quickly to this Lakers series in more detail now that we are out of the uh, fluffy stuff there. No, I I, I don't think it's fluffy. I, I think it was well-earned. But Brandon, tell me what your thoughts are here. We do have a play-in game to get through between uh, the Lakers and Warriors initially and then the uh, Spurs and Grizzlies coming up in the rear. 
So we'll have to see how that plays out throughout the week. But um, tell me what you're thinking. What what are you what are you feeling? We didn't get a, a lot of a look at how these teams really matched up because both teams were missing guys most of the time they play. Yeah, uh, first and foremost, like I think the plan was a pretty genius idea, and I said that from the start. Like I know a lot of people didn't like it at first, but I think you've already seen the benefits of just keeping the end of the season competitive and getting a pretty awesome day of games. Um, like I want to emphasize day because the night game sucked, but yeah. Um, yeah. I think, you know, the playing game is going to be a lot of fun just as a basketball observer, just getting to watch LeBron and stuff go at it. Um, and, you know, over in the East, uh, I think that's also going to be some, there's gonna be some intriguing storylines. So I'm all about the playing game. I think it's going to be here for a long time. This is just the first year. And, um, you know, unfortunately, the Suns fell into a season where the Lakers dealt with some injuries, and um, it wouldn't be the Suns if something like this didn't happen, even when things are going great. So I think deep down, every Suns fan kind of knew this was going to happen. Um, and it's not the end of the world because, look, even if the Lakers, um, you know, they take the game against Golden State, from that point, if you can take them out, you have a pretty favorable path to the finals. And it's like just getting rid of that first assignment, like the most difficult part of the challenge, um, just done right away. So that's one way to look at it. Um, another way is like if Golden State can somehow pull off the upset, then you have L.A. on the other side of the bracket, um, both L.A. teams. And all of a sudden you're looking at, you know, you just take down the Warriors and the winner of Denver and Portland and, you know, you're in the Western Conference finals. So. It's not the end of the world. Um, definitely not ideal. And I do think the Lakers are most likely going to win because I just think they're not a great matchup for Golden State. Um, but we'll see. You know, who knows? Maybe Steph, you know, has just another classic Steph night. It feels a lot like the old, I mean, it's even more obviously sudden death than this, but it feels like we're getting a little bit of a taste of those old best of five series a little bit, which is cool. Uh, just thinking about, like you said, the idea of a hot Steph Curry game can really be decisive, which is yeah, just not like something we're used to. In a way, yeah, you know, just the the do or die mentality. I think it's just going to create something like NBA basketball that you just don't see um, unless it's a game seven. Game sevens are tough; like it's rare for a series to get there in the first place. So, um, I think, yeah, brilliant move by the NBA to add this in. Yeah, so that'll be Wednesday night is the first slate of games there. And just to refresh people in case uh, it is different this year a little bit than it was in the bubble. So it'll be Memphis versus San Antonio and L.A. versus the Warriors to start with. And obviously the winner of that that top seed game gets the seven seed outright. And then the loser of that game needs to play the winner of the 9-10 matchup and then that team claims the eight seed. So it's not a sure thing that the Lakers just get the seven seed at, you know, beating a pretty capable team. I do think the Warriors are a better um, competitor there than, than Memphis would have been. I just think LeBron and AD with a young, with a young Grizzlies team, they would have just rolled over them. So at least having Curry, having Draymond who have been there before, who have competed against LeBron, I think that makes that game a little bit more interesting and competitive but all of that said, when it comes to the Suns and the likelihood that the Lakers are the opponent here, something I've been thinking about is just, 
I remember, you know, last year we spent a lot of time, you know, on Brightside recovering this stuff on, you know, this podcast. I interviewed Jack McCallum and we talked, we spent a whole week talking about the 0506 team, but just that whole seven, seven seconds or less era, or even that early nineties era, like you don't make up, like, <laughs> I think we tricked ourselves into feeling like there, because there, there were times where it felt like the standings might line up where the Suns might get like, you know, Memphis and Denver as their teams before getting to the conference finals. It felt so intoxicating that that could happen. But the reality is you don't make the conference finals or the finals typically without playing elite competition. You just don't. So yes, it sucks to draw the Lakers in the first round. That's very, very unlikely and bizarre turn of events. But I mean, imagine if the Suns had gotten the sixth seed, like we thought they would have had a hell of a matchup in that first round. Right. So it was going to be this way, I think, no matter what. And we saw in those seven seconds or less years that they had, basically, they could count on the Suns were going to have to play Dallas or San Antonio every single year and and potentially Kobe's Lakers, right? So nobody wanted to do that. Remember, it was like, obviously, the Suns can't defend Dirk. They can't defend Duncan. How will they ever do this? And then a few times they broke through and they did it, right? So I don't think that this is is decided by any means we should just, you know, put the put the basketballs away and not even play out the series it's far from that so I do think like I I don't feel like the the play the Lakers when they're hurt thing is very is very reasonable because LeBron looked pretty damn good this weekend but I don't think it's it's either that it's just like uh, a foregone conclusion that this series is over the Suns played the Lakers hard pretty much every time they played them and yes it's a tough matchup but look we just saw the heat push the Lakers to six last season, right? It, it, it's, it's when it's elite teams playing, I think the result is, is in question no matter what. Yeah, for sure. And I think like, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I think the Suns are the better team right now. But the thing is in a playoff series, you know, players win games and they have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So um, if they're at full strength, it's going to be tough to, to really, I think, it's going six or seven for sure. Um, it just comes down to, you know, which team executes and makes adjustments and, you know, foul trouble is the main thing um, that scares me with LA because they will control the refs like a hundred percent. It's not even a question. LeBron is going to get his calls and, you know, DeAndre is going to have to be very careful defensively. Um, because that, that's the one matchup, right? Where there could be some remorse from James Jones, not adding another big, at the deadline um, because they just have so many bodies they can throw at you. And if Aiton's in foul trouble, then, you know, you're going to be re- relying on Frank and, and Dario a little bit too much for my liking in a playoff series. So um, there's, there's a lot of storylines to look into. I, I agree. It's not the end of the world. It's obviously, you know, you want your team to have a favorable path to get to the finals because it's so tough to get there, but, you know, th- realistically you're going to have to go through one of these series um, whether it's the first, second, or even the conference finals. For sure. I will just, before we close here, remind people too, that uh, uh, one of the most exciting playoff series that I remember watching as an informed NBA observer, at least, is the first round series in 2015, where yes, the Clippers were the higher seed there, but San Antonio pushed them to seven. And who else but Chris Paul, now the point guard of the Suns, of course, hit a miracle off-kilter floater to win that series. Like 
uh, like you said, with the Houston thing, this is a, a guy and a team that has handled that type of underdog and um, doubted mentality from their opponents throughout, you know, for in his case, his career and in the Suns team's case, the whole season. So yes, it would be unexpected and improbable to go up against one of the greatest players in the history of the league and come out on top, but it would not be the first time that's happened. And I think that they've played them pretty tough. So uh, again, we'll, we'll have plenty of time to really, really break this whole thing down because game one won't be until about six days from now, assuming they play on Saturday could be a full week if they do play on Sunday. So it's, it's, it's a long way away and a whole play in tournament away, but uh, I would not be too down guys. Please, please at least savor the moment for the rest of Sunday or, or at least like when you go into work on Monday, like talk about it, enjoy it, celebrate it with the people around you because we can't just get to being depressed and, and worried right away. It would be a, a disservice to the team. So uh, that's that's our, our two cents there. We'll break down some of the rest of this bracket and how the West is looking after the wild last night of the regular season right after a quick break. But first, a word from betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We just saw the second leg of the Triple Crown on Saturday. Not going to be a three-time winner, but in some ways that makes it a more fun bet. Of course, there's NBA, NHL, and MLB going on with the uh, playoffs in those latter two leagues right around the corner and the MLB uh, pretty fun season so far, I think, and the Diamondbacks doing at least well enough to keep my attention. So tons of fun stuff there, but I have my bet online bet of the night for you guys here as well. NBA six man of the year. Uh, I, I feel like just seeing uh, Eddie Johnson was going through his bracket on TV today. We saw, I like Zach Lowe and Kevin O'Connor have both been talking about it. I believe uh, people like Bill Simmons seem to be like, I don't think it's decided as much as we all thought it would be Jordan Clarkson. So Joe Ingles sitting there at plus 400, I really like. I, I don't, I'm not saying he will win it, but I don't think he should be that far of an underdog compared to his teammate Clarkson. So check that one out, guys. And just generally speaking, get in on the action, check out the NBA award stuff, check out the WNBA stuff that I told you about the other day. There's championship odds, there's game by game stuff. It's, uh, it's a ton of fun. So head to the bet website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device. Make an account today and receive a 50% welcome bonus when you make your first deposit and use the promo code Locked On. Again, make an account at betonline.ag, put a little bit of money down, use the promo code Locked On when you do to get a 50% welcome bonus right to your account. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Today's show also brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. My wife and I now uh, competing to see who can get through the bars the quickest. Uh, I love the dark chocolate. I told you, or the double chocolate, rather. I told you guys I had a box coming. I think it's supposed to be here Monday, and uh, I'm already nervous. I'm like, should I just place another order now? We are both very big fans of Built Bar now. We both now have a gym membership again after a year or so of not having one for obvious reasons. So, it's been a competition. I'm not even exaggerating. And I, I urge you guys to check it out if you have not tried it before. And we have a promo code for you to get a little bit of a bonus if you haven't. So go to BuiltBar.com, make your first purchase, and use the promo code LOCKED15 at checkout to get a 50% or 15% off that first order. Again, BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. 
Closing out the show here with some thoughts on the Western Conference bracket. Denver getting that three seed, Brandon, really surprised me. I, I felt like it was destiny that we would just have a Suns bracket that went LA, LA before even the conference finals came around. What did you make of that? That late push by Denver beating the Clippers a couple of weeks ago on ESPN to get to that tiebreaker. And uh, now they're both 47 and 25 and Denver gets that three seed. Yeah. First of all, the, the Clippers are cowards. Um, they are. But, I mean, they did, they did the smart thing though. I, I would have done the same thing if I was in their shoes. So I can't even hate on them. Um, but yeah, I think it, I'm fine with it. I think, like I said earlier, if the Lakers somehow, you know, dropped to number eight or, you know, the Suns take them down, then, you know, you're looking at a Denver, most likely Denver or Portland matchup, um, in the next round. So, um, I think that actually works out pretty favorably for the Suns. I don't think Denver is going to be a cakewalk by any means. They're still playing really, really good basketball right now. And, you know, Jokic is, you know, the MVP of the league um, by all means. So, yeah, I think it's, it was a nice late push from Denver, but also a pretty uh, blatant tank job by the Clippers. And I'm sure Mavericks fans are not very thrilled about that either, you know, because they, you know, they went on a pretty impressive run in the second half of the season to kind of jump up in the standings. And now they're going to be facing the uh, the Clippers and they probably have their sights set on, uh, you know, a banged up Denver team. I do just want to highlight too, something we didn't get to when we were talking about the Sun season in general. They did finish the season with the best road record in the league by a full two games, which is just another, uh, another brilliant part of how this all broke down for them. But just looking at the standings, I, I noticed that. And I remember we were all keeping track of it for a while, but yes, they did 24 and 12. Nobody else even lost 13 games. So a full two games ahead, but yeah, I, I think just in general, the Clippers did the smart thing. And obviously, you know, it's, it's some strategic, some strategic losing on their part. I do feel like they just seem to not care about chemistry at all. Like it doesn't seem to bother them that they flamed out in the bubble. And in, I think a lot of people's minds have a fair bit to prove and yet are content to fall to four here and not prioritize getting all their guys on the floor as much as possible. I get, they have a lot of veterans on that team. I get, you know, Sergi Baca and Patrick Beverly had legitimate injuries, but uh, I'm just really feel like we don't, necessarily have a lot of certainty about that group still heading into the playoffs despite uh us saying the same thing last year and it going so poorly sure. in terms of la i uh, the clippers though i feel like it's it's nice that this feels more fair to me is that is that reasonable to you because that it, like it would have really bothered me if la did get three and the suns had to go through both meanwhile utah got like Golden State and the freaking Mavericks or whatever, that would have been, that would have driven all of us crazy, I think. So this, this evens things out a little bit. Utah has to go through the Clippers if they're going to get to the conference finals. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's definitely it benefits the Suns, but it's also one of those things where the league is probably happy too. So, um, you know, I'm not going to wear my uh, tinfoil hat, but I will say, <laughs> wouldn't it be good for both LA teams to, uh, you know, be facing each other early. So I never thought that was going to happen. I would have loved that um, though. Imagine, can you imagine that series? Yeah. It would, it would be incredible. And I think, you know, the Clippers, there's definitely some fair questions to ask about, you know, do they actually have it? Like, do they have that championship DNA? 
do they have that killer instinct? Because the bubble really, like that was embarrassing. Let's be real. Like, I mean, I get it. There's external factors that that are bigger than basketball, and like you know, it's it's a different environment. But the way they flamed out was just. I mean, I, I definitely have some concerns about them, and I think the Lakers are still the better team of the two, even though uh, they're they're battling those injuries. So. Uh, yeah, I do. I do think it worked out great for the Suns in, in the end. If you're looking big picture, but now the the hurdle in the first round gets a little bit higher, uh, most likely. I mean, we're we're talking like the game's already over. They still have to beat the Warriors, and you know, it's no guarantee. There's no guarantee. I, I do. I'd put it like probably sixty forty favor the Lakers, but you know, I think just looking at the bracket as a whole, it could have gone worse. So you can't complain too much. There's no odds yet up on Bet Online for that game. There are odds for the full East uh, play-in and San Antonio-Memphis, but nothing on the Lakers and the Warriors yet, which is a little peculiar to me. I don't know what they would be waiting for. Um, we don't have any outstanding injuries as far as I know. I guess maybe there's just some general uncertainty about AD and LeBron. I imagine they'll obviously both play, so we'll have to yeah, see how that I'm sure. unfurls. Yeah, and I'm sure that that four or five matchup, you know, if I'm not, I know Suns fans would probably be rooting for Dallas, which is like sacrilegious for some of them. But well, we were uh, just rooting for the Lakers for like a week, so I don't feel like it's that crazy yeah, at this point. There's, there's no boundaries anymore once it gets this late in the season. You know, you got to root for what's best for your team. So you know, let's go for the you know the Warriors to to take down Utah. You know, the Mavs to take down the, the Clippers and Suns at upset air quote the Lakers honestly though like even looking at all this I honestly I'm just excited like that's genuinely the emotion I'm feeling even though it's going to be a slog of a series in that first round I mean just imagining you know the Lakers and if they can get through that I've been looking forward to a Denver series this whole time ever since those those two games in in uh, late January when book got hurt those were both incredible contests and you know whether it's Utah or the Clippers after that, if the Suns get that far, like it's just the whole West is so stacked that every series is going to be fun. Even the ones the Suns aren't involved in, like I'm just looking forward to watching and I'm not as like freaked out or worried as I thought I might be. I'm looking forward to just seeing how it plays out. I just, I think everything is gravy at this point. Cause of, like I said, the season being so special, like if it's six games and the Suns lose to the Lakers, like I'll probably enjoy all six and, and go away pretty happy. Yeah, it's, you know, it's all about perspective. Like, look where this team was a year ago, and now we're, we're talking about... A year ago? Look where they the were finals. two years ago. I mean, at this time, two years ago, Igor Kokoshkov was still the coach. Well, maybe not mm-hmm. this time, because the season ended late. But, like, we had, you know, Josh Jackson was still a member of this team. Like, man, I mean, yeah, you're, going, you're totally Going right. from uh, talking about the, the draft lottery date to, you know, the finals date. So, you know, it's just like I said, just talking about pathways to the finals, like that tells you everything you need to know about where this team is right now. And this is going to be great experience for them. You know, no matter if they play Los Angeles or Golden State, you know, it's going to stick with the young guys and they're going to need it. And I do have a surprising fact or I guess um, statistic that'll probably catch some Suns fans off guard. And that is that Dario Saric is a god in the playoffs. In all 10 games he's played, for Philly back when he was 23 years old, um, he averaged 17, seven and three and put up 20 plus points in five of those 10 games. 
um, you know, shot 39% from three, 85% from the line, helped them take down Miami in the first round. So um, I thought that was a little bit surprising. You know, I, I knew he had some playoff experience, but I didn't think he was, you know, making that much of an impact early in his career. Um, and then Jay Crowder's played in the playoffs every season of his career besides one. Um, so he's at, I think, 72 total games. So, you know, they do have a little bit of experience manufacturing Chris Paul too. So they'll have some guidance. Uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be great to see just Devin Booker in a playoff series and, you know, Mikel Bridges as well. You know, he's had some big moments in March for Villanova. So uh, different ball game now, but looking forward to that. Yeah. I can't wait for all of it. And Dario is probably a good place to come full circle and wrap this up. He did have 13, four and four, had a pretty decent game yesterday, I thought. I, I at least feel like confidence, which did did seem to be a little bit of a question mark for him at points in April and May, is not so much of an issue right now. He's, he's taking shots when they're there for him. He's playing his game. It's just going to need to be, uh, you know, more of that, that three-point shooting, more creation, and he's going to have to play a massive role if it is the Lakers. And so... Getting, getting some run for him with Aiton missing both of these and then obviously Booker and Paul missing the last one is, I think, going to be – was a smart thing to do in that regard and, and could be looked back on as something that was pretty important just for, for Dario to get his legs back under him a little bit and, and his brain back on straight. So I hope that we can see the version of him that we saw early in the season and in the bubble because if it is the Lakers, you know, we're going to see a lot of Aiton charge lineups. We're going to see – you know, Sharich have to do a lot as the backup five. They're, they're going to have to get really creative with this front court. And so seeing him play so well to start was a good sign. Um, but you're right. I mean, the, 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 the stars, the young stars of this team being under that bright light. And the other thing is, like, this series is going to be nationally televised all seven. And because it's yeah. the Lakers, right? If it's the Lakers. But he, honestly, like, even if it's the Warriors. Even like, Warriors, yeah. It's the brightest, <laughs> brightest first-round matchup, I think. You know, no, no matter who they're playing, like, I'm not trying to be biased here, but I think just as a fan of the game, like, that's the game. Like, that's the series that I would gravitate towards. Just, it's going to be the one everybody talks about every single night. If they yeah. play, it'll be on all the TV and podcasts the next morning, for sure. Yeah, so it's there's, there's pros and cons. I mean, everyone's going to be on a huge spotlight, so it's like, you know, there's going to be some narrative driven based off of one game or, I mean, every play, just like <laughs> live tweeting those games, I'm sure is going to be uh, something I'm going to try to avoid just because I know uh, not even tweeting, but just like reading the timeline, like during games is, is already in the regular seasons a lot. So I can't even imagine the playoffs. So I'm just going to kind of sit back and just watch it and just enjoy the whole thing. Totally fair. I feel like, <clears throat> um, I will just ask one more time of the folks listening and your friends and family and whomever you know that follows or cares or covers, or I guess not covers, likes this team in any way to just try to enjoy it. At least let's let's do like three games where we just enjoy and have fun and, and don't take to Twitter to air our grievances. Um, but just also, you made me think too, when the with the spotlight and the the bright lights and the conversation and chatter around all of these games. If it's the Lakers or the Warriors who are probably the two highest profile squads in the West, 
it's also pretty cool that Suns fans are going to be able to go watch this, this team in the postseason, right? Like, I think we can't yeah. miss that either, that it has not only, you know, we talked a lot about, oh, it's been X number of years for this team and how much that means for the organization, but it's also been a hell of a long time since people got to go watch meaningful basketball from the Suns. They've been upping the capacity slowly, but surely. And the, the arena guys has, I don't know how many of you have been able to go, but the arena has been rocking. Uh, the past, honestly, couple of months. So I, I think that'll be really huge as well. And you just think about like the little kids and stuff who will get to watch this and and the the memories that'll be created and the the uh, the the moments that we're all going to go through. So I, again, I'm just excited. Are, are you going to make it to a game? I, have you been to one this season? I don't think you have. Um, I will break down the doors if I have to get in. I mean, I'm a hundred percent. Like as soon as the tickets are are launched, I will be. I'll be there. Um, you know, I'm, I've been waiting a long time. A lot of Suns fans have, and I think it's just going to be, it's going to be one of those um, just electric atmospheres where you kind of saw that with like Golden State when they're coming up where it's like, they're that new, like fun young team. And I think you're going to see that similar like archetype as like a fan base, I guess, where you're going to hear that crowd on like national TV and people are going to kind of, gravitate towards that because like you know back in the day when the suns made the playoffs they had you know like probably you know i would say top three as far as just being loud and just into the game like fan base and you know just those orange outs and just how crazy it got you know it's just it's gonna bring back some old memories and it's been a very long time so um yeah i think i'm I'm really looking forward to just the atmosphere all around and i think it's going to help. There's going to be some nerves obviously with like those younger guys at first, but you know, once things get rolling, it's built for Devin Booker. He loves playing on in big moments like that. Um, and he's done that throughout his career, even if they're not, you know, playoff implicated games, you know, anytime there's a big game uh, for whatever reason, he stepped up. For sure. Uh, the bubble has, you know, example number one of, of what this team does and, and did when the, pressure was on when they needed to win every night they literally did that so we'll have to see of course who they play and what things look like keep it here all week guys we'll be I'm sure I will have a recap podcast uh the first time all season I will do a recap podcast of a game the Suns did not play but uh I will I'm sure have thoughts on on Lakers Warriors for all of you to uh react to the opponent that the Suns will ultimately face here and Brandon and I will be here, uh, I guess not here, but we will be back with you on Friday when we talk on Locker Room around noon every single Friday. So if you haven't downloaded that app, go ahead and do that. You'll get our thoughts heading into the first game of the, the first round. And then we'll be right here, of course, next Monday to react to that game. So uh, what is it? Textbook to whatever number. I feel like I should have it memorized by now to get these playoff tickets, Brandon, but uh, hopefully you guys are on that, the, uh, the list or whatever it is. I'm fortunate to, uh, to be in there covering these ones, but make it a point. If you, if you haven't checked out a game, if you've been waiting, if you don't, you don't want to care until they're good. Well, here it is. Uh, they are good now and should be a hell of a series, no matter who they face. Let's wrap up though, guys, enjoy your Monday. And again, don't dwell on this one too much. It should be a fun couple of weeks, no matter what. Yeah. Playoff basketball is back in the valley. Like let's let's just enjoy it. Uh, it's going to be so much fun, and uh, I'm just happy for everyone that stuck through all the 
you know, the, the down days. So um, show up to the arena, show up loud. If you can't make it, you know, scream at your TV loud. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's been a, it's been a really fun time to cover this team. For sure. All right. Enjoy your Monday, folks. I'll be back with you Tuesday and the rest of the week getting you ready for a first round series. Feels crazy to say. Enjoy.